In this video, I'm going to be sharing with you my experience on becoming a millionaire. I'm going to share with you how I found out I was a millionaire. I'm going to share with you just what it's like being a millionaire, some of the thought process, some of the experiences, and just my overall thoughts on being a young black millionaire from Detroit, Michigan. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. So I wanted to dive in and talk about, you know, being a millionaire. And I purposely, if you listen to the audio, obviously you can't see me, but uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I purposely wanted to shoot this video or record this podcast episode in just a hoodie and my jogging outfit, just sitting at home. And the reason being is because, you know, some kids someday or, you know, just a person like me, maybe on the other end of this screen or on the other end of this audio listening. But more importantly, if you're watching, you may be thinking like, you have this perception of what a millionaire is. And I know I had this perception, especially, you know, a millionaire from investing or from business. You have this perception of like a person with a suit, probably carrying a briefcase. And again, at least that was my perception. Suits, briefcase, nice watch, you know, button down shirt. And so I had this perception of who I thought a millionaire was. And that's not always the case. You know, I want to let you know that you can be a jogging suit, hoodie type person and still become a millionaire. So I purposely wanted to just record this in my comfy clothes, sitting at home, because this is typically how I work um, pretty much most of the days. And so I was thinking about becoming a millionaire and I, I see so many people talk about being a millionaire and this and that. And I thought, you know, most of these people don't look like me. And when I say don't look like me, you know, just to be transparent, most of the millionaires that I'm familiar with are, are Caucasian or they're Asian or they're some ethnicity that's not African-American, especially in the space that I'm in, which is, you know, invest in the stock market or in the uh, financial education space as well from a business standpoint. And so I wanted to just talk about my personal experience becoming a millionaire, you know, how it felt hitting it and why I wanted to become one, et cetera. So let's, let's talk about it. I have a couple notes up here that I may take a look at just to remind me of some of the points I wanted to hit. But one of the things that really fired me up about wanting to become a millionaire, I remember this quote from Jim Rome, and he said, become a millionaire, not for the money, but become a millionaire because of what it'll make of you to get there. And I remember hearing that quote and that really became my driving force to become a millionaire. And now I'm not going to say I didn't want to buy some stuff and some other things, which we'll talk about in a second. But I really wanted to become a millionaire because when I heard that quote, it really made me peel back the layers of my life and say, who do you have to become, Jason? Like, who do you need to rise up to? What level of yourself do you need to improve? How much value do you need to bring to the world? What do you have to perfect, work on, master in order to generate $1 million? Because short of winning the lottery, 
or somebody passing away and you just inheriting a million dollars, like you have to build something, you have to deliver, you have to master something personally or professionally to unleash and unlock that type of money into the universe. And so I saw it as a personal challenge and said, what type of person do you have to be? And can I rise to the occasion to become that type of person to unlock a million dollars. Now on the way, some of the things that I've learned that I've had to master in unlocking that million dollars is you have to become a person of integrity, meaning you have to be a person of honor, truth, your word, deliver. Uh, you have to be a person of value, meaning you have to give more than you take. You know, some people say, I want to become a millionaire. I want to start a business. I want to invest. And you say, why? And they say, so that other people can work for me or so that um, I can sleep in all day or so, you know, they, they, they have all of these like crazy thoughts of why they want to become a millionaire. And the funniest thing is when you book on your way to becoming a millionaire, you you're, you're all the opposites of those things. Like I work for my team, right? You work for the people. I work for my customers. I work for our members. I don't come in to work or come to our university, even though I own it. And with the attitude that these people work for me, these people serve me. It's like, no, I'm only here because of these people. I'm only here because of my team. I'm only here because of our members. I'm only here because of the people who created the companies that allow me to invest in them. I don't come in with a sense of entitlement that everyone works for me and it's my money and these companies I'm investing in better, better serve me the investor. It's a totally different attitude. I also don't sleep in as late as people think like you're going to be able to do once you become a millionaire. Like I don't just yeah, honestly, I'm up most nights because I'm thinking about new ideas, new ways to help people, new ways to um, new stocks I want to look at. I can't wait for the market to open. So you're typically up late or you're waking up super early because you're ready to get going for the day. You're excited, which is the opposite of what you think when you don't have a million dollars or you haven't made a million. You kind of think, oh, people are going to work for me. I'm going to sleep in all day and I'm going to get to do whatever I want. That's the other thing you find out you don't necessarily fully get to do whatever you want, because typically if you've unmasked millions of dollars or a million dollars, you have somebody that you're accountable to that you have to deliver a product, a service to. If it's the stock market, you have some research or some things you have to do, even if it's just to be accountable for yourself and to your portfolio. There's maintenance. There's making sure the trade's still going right. And so there isn't this just full all out. I just do whatever I want to do every day. You, you actually have responsibilities and you're a more responsible person. And so it's a little bit different when you are on your journey there versus when you get there. Another thing I wanted to talk about was becoming a millionaire is I got tired of seeing everybody else do it. Like I got tired of seeing other people's YouTube videos about I'm a millionaire. And I, didn't, I don't know if these people are millionaires or not. I don't know. But, um, if they are who they say they are, I just got tired of seeing other people do it. I got tired of seeing younger people do it. I got tired of seeing older people do it. I got tired of seeing people in my industry claim they did it. I got tired of just seeing other people and it's no shade or no disrespect to them, but like 
There comes a point in your life where you just get fired up and you just get tired of seeing other people doing it. You know, Eric Thomas has a motivational speech where he talk about like, I got tired of seeing people drive the car my wife was supposed to drive. I got tired of seeing people live in the houses I was supposed to live in. And you should check out that video or that motivational speech by him. Maybe we'll put it um, as a resource in the resource section or in the comments below. But when I heard him talk about that, it really resonated with me because that's how I felt. Not any malice towards the people who were doing it. It was more like I got tired of seeing other people who looked just like me or didn't look like me say I'm a millionaire. I did it. And I'm just like, man, what's wrong with me? How come I haven't figured it out yet? And and I knew I would figure it out, right? I knew I would crack the code because I wasn't going to stop until I cracked the code. You know what I'm saying? I know somebody uh, listening or watching this is feeling me. It was like, I have to figure this out and I will not stop until I do. And so I just got tired and I was like, I want to tell my story. I want to know what it feels like uh, to unmask a million dollars and be worth a million dollars, right? Which are, you know, two different things, making a million, being a net worth millionaire, et cetera, are two different things, which in fact will lead me to a, a little bit of my story. When I became a millionaire, I actually didn't know that I was a millionaire. Now, I used to hear people say that and I was like, how did you not know you were a millionaire? Like, are you just saying that to brag or be funny? But I truly didn't know that I was a millionaire and I understand what they mean now because depending on how you you hit your million, it's not like you just wake up one day and like, oh, I'm a millionaire, right? It was like, well, I had a six-figure job. Before I left my six-figure job, my business was doing about half a million dollars before I left my job, not including my investments, right? So I'm investing heavily. I built a business on the side that's doing half a million dollars a year. And then I also, at the time, had a six-figure salary. So, I mean, when you put kind of all that together, I mean, we were doing some pretty decent numbers, but it still wasn't like one million dropped in my plate. And so as you start to pay things off, like your house, you know, get out of debt, pay off cars, you're still not just sitting with like a million dollars piled up. And so that's why I didn't know that I was a, a millionaire technically, because it wasn't until we moved into like, the next house that, again, put a bigger down payment down on a bigger house and this, that, and the third. And it wasn't till our church had had a, they had a, a thing about like your legacy and writing a will and the living trust and all that. And we had to list all of our assets on paper. And so when you added up all the accounts and the net worth of the house and cars paid off and everything else, I was like, oh my goodness, does this mean we're millionaires? And it's like, it was a different feeling because I still didn't have a million dollars in my hand. It was like, oh, we're, we're, we're net worth millionaires, right? So we're a millionaire on paper. Our total assets, cash, everything uh, outweigh any of our liabilities and it equals up to over a million dollars. So that's, that was how I first found out I was a millionaire. So I hope that provides some clarity when I say like, I didn't even know you know, we were worth a million dollars at that point. Now, 
What happened after that was between the business and investments generating a million dollars after that, then I made my first million in one year. So this was separate from being a net worth millionaire. Then I made a million dollars in one year. Now that, that was more about, again, who do I have to become to un- unleash that type of money? Because becoming a net worth millionaire, it's like, oh, I didn't even know I was a millionaire. So when you hit it, it wasn't like something changed overnight and you're like, oh, I'm just rich. It's like, well, no, we just don't owe anybody anything and we're doing okay in life, right? But then when we generated a million dollars in one year, it was like, well, we're already millionaires. So it wasn't like, it was surprising. It was like we saw it coming. It's like if our investments keeps doing this, the business keeps doing this, it's like we'll definitely do well over a million dollars. Right. And so we did well over a million dollars. Right. And so at that point, it was more personal pride because it was like not only are we net worth millionaires, but we, we, we can generate a million in a year or over a million in a year. And so that just was more like I felt like no one could ever take that away from me. You know, when people say I'm a self-made millionaire, I bootstrapped, I did it on my own. Like I truly at that point or at this point is I'm a self-made millionaire. There was no help, no partnerships, nobody loaned me any money, nothing like that. Literally bootstrapped it, built everything, all the investments, the business, everything on my own. So that portion of being a millionaire is such about personal pride, which leads me into my my next point of why I want to become a millionaire for status, right? It sounds cool, but not status to the world, the rest of the world, although people look at you different if they know you're a millionaire. Um, But the status I'm talking about is the status within myself, the status within my family to know like we're worth a million, we've generated millions and we're good and we can continue to do this. The status of my mother knowing that she gave birth to her son and it, although she was never able to make millions of dollars, she made a million dollar investment by having me. Does that make sense? Like I want to make sure that I am an investment to my mother, to my family, to the last name of Brown. And so that status to me feels good. Um, you know, to my little cousins who you know, maybe looking up to me or any of the other little cousins being born into the family that, you know, they don't have to sell drugs. They don't have to look at someone else's family and say, oh, that family has millionaires in it. Like they can look right inside this family. Right. And so that leads me to my next point of why I wanted to become a millionaire and why it was so important is because not having really any millionaire mentors in my life, I wanted to be able to have the blueprint to pass on to people in my family and outside of my family. Right. And so like if anyone in my family or any kid that says, you know, I want better for myself, I want to, you know, become a millionaire someday, but I'm not good at basketball, football, baseball, soccer. I don't want to be an engineer or a lawyer. I want to literally be able to say, I can give you the blueprint. I can show you how I did it. I can show you how they did it from either investments or from building the business, right? And so it's just so powerful to be able to have a documented process 
and you can pass it off to somebody and say, this is how you can replicate it or duplicate it. Here's the lessons I learned along the way. Here's the failures. Here's some of the struggles. Here's what I really found out about on this journey to become a millionaire. Like I shared with you earlier, you got to wake up early, stay up late. You got to be passionate about what you're doing. You're going to run into some failures, but you have to learn from those failures and then turn around and do it again and try again. Right. So there's so many things I learned and I want to be able to pass that blueprint on to to other people, you know, like I said, whether it's inside my family or outside my family. The other thing about becoming a millionaire is the respect factor amongst my peers. So I was in a high level mastermind and it was about it's a thirty thousand uh, dollar mastermind. And in the mastermind is multiple six figure earners and seven figure earners. Well, I was part of the multiple six figure earning crowd, which allowed me to be in that mastermind. Right. But there were people in there who were making seven figures. And I don't know how to explain respect, but maybe it's just a man thing. Maybe it's just, you know, growing up, you know, black being the youngest kid from Detroit. It's like we always wanted our respect being from Detroit. Other cities don't, you know, always think negative of us. Isn't it crime there and different things like that? Being young, I wanted my respect. Being black, I wanted my respect. Being an entrepreneur and an investor, I wanted my respect. And so, it was cool to be in there with multiple six-figure people, but it was like the seven-figure business earners. It was just something about it that it was like, I got to be able to say I'm seven figures, you know? It was just, I just wanted that respect. And it's like when the seven-figure business owners get together, it's not that the multiple six-figure investors and business owners don't have anything to teach them. But it's almost like we've been where you're at, you know, and it's like when you get up here, then, you know, you can share some stuff with us. And so I just I just wanted that respect amongst my peers. That's just something that drives me more than cars, more than homes and all this other stuff. It's like I'm driven by respect. Like I want respect for myself. I want respect from my peers. I want to be respected in the stock trading industry, the business industry. And that just drives me. That drives me more than the money because I realize the money, we can make it, we can lose it. But like respect, you know, I know people who have a lot of money, but people don't respect them or they don't respect how they made the money. Does that make sense? Like you could be dealing drugs and a millionaire, but it's like people don't respect how you made the money. Like I like that respect of like my man did it ground up two different industries. Um, and I just really love that respect. And that's some of the things that, that, that really drives me. All right. And so the other reason I wanted to become a millionaire is I wanted to play the bank for myself. And if you don't know what that means, it simply means that I want to be able to fund my own deal. So I, I've watched different things happen in the business space where cash is king. So let me just give you an example for a, se- for a second. I've seen real estate properties that maybe there's one family who got approved for a FHA or conventional mortgage. And then there's another family who can come in and buy that house cash. And so the person who has to get an FHA mortgage or sometimes even a conventional, like they're at the mercy of the appraiser appraising the house to be that value so that the bank will loan that exact amount. 
Um, if it's FHA, they might be at the mercy of the banks and or, you know, the government because FHA is a, a government loan. They might be at the mercy of, you know, them saying, like, put a handrail in on the house or they have to fix that crack on the sidewalk before it can be sold. And like the 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 homeowner might not even want to deal with all that. But the person who has cash it's like, I don't care what it appraises for. Like, I want this property, this real estate property, whether it's a house, rental property, whatever. It's like, I just want it. They don't have to get approval for anybody else. They don't have to fix anything. They don't have to hope an appraiser appraises it correctly. They're able to be the bank. And it because they're their own bank, they call the shots with their money. They can make whatever decision that they want and then cut that check and say, I just need this piece of property, period. There's no negotiation with the bank or anything like that. And so that's how I look at like my business deals moving forward. It's like I want to have enough money to fund my own deals. Right. I don't want to have to get told no from a bank because whatever reason, credit score or something like that. I want to just be able to come with cash and say, forget all that. Forget all that. Right. This is what I want. I'm cashing it out. I'm the bank. I don't have to send this up three different levels for approval. All I have to do is go look in the mirror. And so to me, I don't know. That's that just fires me up. So I wanted to play the bank on my own deals. And that was one of the reasons that really like I'm like, I have to get to this level. And which also prepares me to is pushing me to become multi-millionaire because it's like I want to be able to fund my own deals or fund someone else's deals and like I'm the bank I don't have to go any further than the mirror to make these decisions hey thanks for listening to the money markets and mindset podcast this has been part one of my experience becoming a millionaire if you enjoyed this episode be sure to give it a like or a thumbs up or a rating or review in itunes or stitcher or wherever you listen to it also be sure to check out part two of this episode where i continue my experience with becoming a millionaire thanks for listening to the money markets and mindset podcast We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.